Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. From Red Wave to Red Ripple to Red Tsunami. Well, how in the world does that happen? How have the fortunes of Republicans changed so much that they were going to get this huge victory and then, my gosh, they'll be lucky if they squeak by. And now every single bit of polling, to the extent you believe in any polling, shows Republicans with big victories everywhere. Well, what if, and I'm just saying if, this whole idea of a ripple... This whole idea that abortion was a big mover in the election was a lie, told by liars. I would say told by the mainstream media, but then I'd be repeating myself. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Guys, what is going on? Do you believe that the political left, do you believe that the Democrats are going to pull this out? Give me your thesis. I'm listening. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. The idea that abortion moved this conversation at all, moved the elections at all, was always false. And who was saying that from the beginning? We were. We were saying it. We were taking heat for it. Oh, and they overturned Roe v. Wade. Oh, that's has got the suburban moms really angry. Oh, suburban women, they're going to be out there in droves. They feel like they were they were lied to by their party. My gosh, just just how how dare how dare the the Republicans they they were cheated uh, by their uh, party. Michelle Cinder was one of the people who was desperately trying, desperately trying to push that line of of thought when she was appearing on MSNBC. And when I go out to Florida, Michigan, Ohio, all states that I've hit because I've been out on the road talking to people, you, I really do feel this new enthusiasm. You see it in the polls, but I see it on the ground when I'm talking to women. They really feel like this human right, this civil right is something that they have to fight for. And I've also been hearing from Republican women, especially young Republican women who are saying they don't want to be in a generation where they are not, they're being told by the government what to do with their party, especially Republican women who say, I don't want big government. I didn't want big government in my schools. I didn't want big government anywhere. Else, and I certainly don't want big government in my doctor's office. So this is the driver. Is this the motivator above all else? Economic issues. Republicans want to be the topic going into the midterms, but it seems for a lot of these voters, it's become a single issue in many ways. For a lot of voters, abortion is the top issue, along with. No, it was never the top issue. You meet Jail Cinder lied. She lied about who she spoke to, or she's simply a fool and has no idea to understand what it is people are saying. It was never the top issue. It was the objective to get us to believe it was the top issue. I don't argue that abortion doesn't matter to some people. I don't even argue that it doesn't matter to you. I, I think it might very well matter to you. But the idea that it is the top thing, the thing that moves the election, is, of course, absolute radical bunk. But that doesn't mean that there haven't been people who have been irrationally radical on the subject. One of those people is Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams has been, well, out of her head 
how do you expect to win when this is the kind of argument you're putting forth in Georgia, still believing it's not it's not inflation, it's not gas prices, it's not food prices, it's not the job market, it's not the safety and security of the nation, it's not the border, it's not Ukraine, it's not China. No, it's abortion. And this is how you phrase it. Conversations, but to real impact on people's lives. You're running for governor of Georgia. Uh, I would assume, maybe incorrectly, but while abortion is an issue, it nowhere reaches the level of interest of voters in terms of the cost of gas, food, bread, milk, things like that. What can a governor, what could you do as governor to alleviate the concerns of Georgia voters about those livability, daily, hourly issues that they're confronting? with but let's be clear having children is why you're worried about your price for gas it's why you're concerned about how much food costs for women this is not a reductive issue you can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child inflation's a problem because you have babies is one hell of a way to sell yourself to voters So not only is abortion not the top subject, the radicalness by which these leftists engage the conversation of abortion leave people dumbstruck. They're like, what the hell is this? What insanity is this? Because I had children, now I'm worried about inflation. All those single people, all those people who didn't have children, decided not to have children, they're walking through the world without a care in the world, it would seem. You've got kids, and so it's all just... This damn inflation's destroying you because you had the babies, but you didn't have kids. Well, it's a sunny day. I feel brand new. You're walking through life. There's about a million things that I could do. Not a care in the world. Like to do them too. Thinking I'd go out today and spend way too much money on dinner. Woo! It's a big wide world and it's waiting for me. Ain't gotta feed those stupid babies now. Let's look around. What will we see? Thank goodness for abortion. Now I've got plenty of disposable income. That is an insane point of view. And maybe that explains why, when you take a look at the Georgia governor's race, you will discover. That Stacey Abrams is down seven points. She doesn't understand what the top subject is. And what she decided was the top subject is so completely out of bounds with rational thought. No one could be around it. It's crazy. And it is. You know what the polling shows? The polling shows that in Florida, Republicans can win Miami-Dade County. That's saying something. You get Republicans winning Miami-Dade County, Florida's no longer a swing state. You've won. You've got it. It's over. By the way, speaking of over, Ron DeSantis is uh, leading uh, Charlie Chris in the polls by over 10 points. And in that Senate race, 
with uh, Marco Rubio, the Republican, and Val Demings, the Democrat. Rubio is up six. The people aren't upset with Ron DeSantis. Remember what they told us. Ron DeSantis, death Santis, said the view. Getting people killed, attacking teachers. Oh, the don't say gay bill. Lie after lie after lie after worthless, pathetic, ignorant, disgusting, despicable, low rent, low class, dirty lie. And he's ahead by 10. Do you think it matters what the ladies on The View say? Do you think it matters? Do you think it matters what Joe Biden says about Ron DeSantis? They had a beyond major hurricane just a few weeks ago. Three days later, they had bridges rebuilt. They had convoys of uh, repair trucks to bring the electricity back. Now, not everything is perfect yet. And part of the reason you're not hearing about the coverage of Florida, have you noticed? Have you noticed a major hurricane and once it was passed, you didn't hear much about it. Because Lord forbid the media note that the rebuilding effort is going quite well. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. It's not going to work perfectly for everybody. People lost everything, and people certainly lost enough to make it very difficult to get the repairs done because everybody's trying to get the repairs. There's only so much in terms of the equipment, only so much in terms of the the materials, and so much in terms of the labor. Somebody has to be last on the list. So there's going to be those issues. But they got the power back. They had convoys of food from supermarkets like Publix. P-U-B-L-I-X. Huge, huge supermarket uh, chain down there. Convoys going into neighborhoods to make sure that the food was in the stores. But you don't hear much about it. And there's only one reason. It looks too good for DeSantis. They can't show the incompetence because there was none. And people notice this. Most importantly, people who live in Florida. And that's why you have Marco Rubio up. And that's why you have Ron DeSantis up. It's why you do. And if you take Miami-Dade, well, dear Lord, that's a big victory. But now, as as Axios is talking about it, the conversation of a red tsunami, is that the case? Are Republicans going to win everywhere, all over the place? Well, let's make sure we're always being honest. Remember, as we often discuss, it's not that we're smarter than everybody else. We are more honest than everybody else. First, we have to accept the fact that the idea of the submerged Trump voter is accurate. This was put forth by the Trafalgar Group. And it was, I think, a very rational point of view. Robert Cahalli, he founded the Trafalgar Group, their polling outfit. And what he stated was, was that the amount of people who are on the political right who simply will not answer, answer a pollster will not answer a pollster. That tells you 
that there are polling data, polling results that aren't accurate, that clearly lean more to the right than to the left. So when you take a look at that and you play it out, you realize that if you see a Democrat up two points, well, that could be accounted for with the Republicans who are not answering the pollster, and that could be a Republican lead. If you see a Republican in the lead, it could be a very, very large lead. This comports with 2020 data that showed here was a state that the pollster said that Biden was up eight, and he won it by two. Showed up, he was up five, he won it by less than a percent. Showed that Biden was up three, Trump won it by two points. I'm not arguing that Trump's the president. I'm arguing that Biden, compared to the polling, did not exceed the expectation. He underplayed it big. He snuck by. It may have led to a larger electoral vote victory, but he snuck by when you take a look at the actual vote counts and you take a look at where the polling was versus the actual. Well, why shouldn't that hold true? If you didn't trust a pollster in 2020, for what reason would you trust them in 2022? For what reason would you trust them in 2024? Robert Cahalli referred to it as the submerged Trump voter. I refer to it as the shy right voter. People on the political right who simply will not answer a pollster, not even a question of honestly, won't answer a pollster at all. They're like, no, just keep it. Hang up, click, done. Well, that seems to comport with what we're seeing in polling all over. Take a look at that Arizona Senate race, and you've got Mark Kelly, the Democrat, ahead of Blake Masters, the Republican. In the latest Trafalgar poll, Kelly is ahead by one with a margin of error of 2.9. In the last four polls, Mark Kelly is always within the margin of error, which means Blake Masters, the Republican, has a real shot at this race. As a matter of fact, real clear politics projection is that it will be a Republican pickup, which means everything else holds, you have Republican control of the Senate. Right now, the thought is Republican control of the Senate. I've been asked this question more than any, and I said, I said then, you heard me say it, uh, it was about a month and a half ago. Uh, it, it was Chuck Schumer who said that I think the the Senate has a 60, Democrats have a 60% chance of retaining the Senate. And I said, that's accurate. I thought that was absolutely correct. Now, 54%. I think yesterday I was 55%. 54%. I would still give the slightest of advantages, just maybe for the idea of caution to the Democratic Party. But it was never wave to ripple to tsunami. It was always, I am not into what these progressives are selling. Give me some normalcy. Normalcy is what people thought they would get when they voted for Biden in 2020 instead of Trump. They thought things would be normal. And you know what they found out? Things ain't normal. What did we say at the time? They didn't vote for Trump, but they sure as hell didn't vote for this. The people you know who voted for Biden didn't vote for their kids to be attacked in schools by the woke, to be indoctrinated as opposed to educated. They didn't vote to be called a racist every single second of the day. They didn't vote for this inflation. They didn't vote for any of this. They voted for the crazy to stop. 
Not all, but many. They didn't vote for this, and that's why they're more than fine with swinging back to maybe get a little normalcy. What's fascinating is that the political left has never picked up on this. They instead doubled down on the insanity, on the wokeness, on the bigotry, and oh, by the way, you gotta have abortions. Inflation doesn't matter if you have an abortion. You just get yourself an abortion, don't have any of those kids, and you will be sitting pretty. Well, it's a sunny day. I feel brand new. There was never a ripple. There was never a wave. And I'm not so sure there's a tsunami. There is an American public that has just had enough crazy for one day. One term. Maybe one lifetime. I'm Tony Katz. The Dow is up 284. The Nasdaq is up 224. Um, Okay. Doesn't change what's going on on Midwest Main Street. You want a ticket for the World Series? $3,000 a piece. Second highest price in a decade. But that's if you want to see the World Series in Philly, right? I'm assuming if you want to see it in Houston, yeah, in Houston, it's less. So and in Philly, it's $3,200 a ticket on average. In Houston, it's an average of $1,500 because they go to the World Series more often in Houston. And that's the only reason, right? Uh, if, if I'm being asked, uh, I, I'd have to be, I'd have to say I'm for the Phillies in, the, in this. Um, uh, a, I have never been anti Bryce Harper. And, and B, um, uh, the, the uh, Houston Astros uh, cheat. So, you know, um, I, I, want, I want no part of this. I, I, w- I would take uh, the Phillies for sure. For uh, sure. So if anybody has any, a uh, couple extra tickets, uh, I, l- let me know. I don't know if I'm just driving over to Philly, but my rabbi is like a freak show Phillies fan. Yeah, that's, that's a true story. That's an absolutely true story. So if I could send him, I would. I, 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 would, tell, I, I would go. I would go just to watch the spectacle. Because how often do you say, oh, yeah, I was at the World Series getting drunk with my rabbi while he was rooting on the Phillies? Just for the story. What, are you kidding? It's like a dream. So let me know. Let me know if you have access. Now I got to get myself to Philly. Let me know if you have tickets and a private plane. Not too much to ask. This is Tony Katz today. Cancel culture that Kanye got dropped by Adidas. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833 got Tony, 833-468-8669. Feel free, call in, we'd love to talk to you, 833-468-8669, 833-GOT-TONY. If you ask me, based on Kanye's comments, is he an anti-Semite? The answer is Yes. He's going to go DEFCON 3 on Jews. Not DEFCON, DEFCON. The Jewish-controlled media 
Those are those are the kinds of things that make you say, hey, that guy's got a problem with Jews. Because, and, and I'm going out on a limb here, except I'm not, that guy's got a problem with Jews. He's angry at Jared Kushner. I don't know why. I don't, I don't get involved in, in, in any of these kinds of things. So, he, therefore, the problem is Jews manipulating the media. No, the problem isn't him, right? That's the guy you have a problem with. If you have a problem with somebody and they're Jewish or they're gay or they're black or they're white or they're a woman or a man or this or that, that's the person you have a problem with. If you have a problem with gay people, well, that's a fundamentally different thing now, isn't it? If you have a problem with a specific gay person, that is not a problem. When they say, oh, it's because I'm gay, well, you got to be able to prove that. Otherwise, that's scumbaggery. When someone doesn't like my politics... I don't immediately go to, well, that's because, you know, that's because I'm Jewish. No, that's a ridiculous thing to say. When they show they've got an issue with my Judaism, and some do, some don't, I state it. I state it clearly because it is what it is. Kanye proved through his commentary his issue is with Jews. The Jewish-controlled media, and you see how they're trying to silence me. It's proving my point about the Jews. His agent, his talent agency, CAA, has dropped him. Do you know what you have to do to get dropped by CAA? That's something else. Um, then uh, you, you have... Um, oh, who's Anna Wintour with? Oh, Vogue, right? They've cut ties with Kanye West. Balenciaga has cut ties. The Gap. They're saying we're, we're, we're done here. We're, we're, we're finished. Thank you very much. So is that cancel culture? Is it cancel culture that Adidas has said, you know what, we're no longer making Yeezys. We're no longer a part of this. Goodbye. Adidas does not tolerate anti-Semitism and any other sort of hate speech. Yeez, remember he changed his name to Yee. Even though it's Kanye, he changed it to Yee, or is it Yay? I can't keep up. I'm going to say Yee for the sake of this. Yee's recent comments and actions have been unacceptable, hateful, and dangerous, and they violate the company's values of diversity and inclusion, mutual respect, and fairness. After a thorough review, the company has taken the decision to terminate the partnership with Yee immediately. Okay. End production of the Yeezy branded products and stop all payments to Yee and its companies. Adidas will stop the Adidas Yeezy business with immediate effect. Okay. Okay. You decided you don't want to be around this guy anymore. But it's not because of your values of diversity and inclusion. It's because this guy's bad for business. Because he hates Jews. And you're like, yeah, we don't want to be connected with that. Nothing to do with your diversity and inclusion. If he, in, on his private life, hated Jews, that's one thing. But now he embarrassed you as a brand's partner, and you decided, you know what? It's not good for our business. So what's the difference between that and cancel culture? Cancel culture would be to state that because you made a statement, because there was an action, 
you are no longer welcome in the civil society. That's cancel culture. You shouldn't be allowed to make a living. Uh, once, 22 years ago, you had, a, a as a man, had a, uh, a run-in with a woman that she decided was offensive, so therefore, you can't work on this show anymore. You once told an off-color joke, so therefore, you're not welcome anymore. That's cancel culture, isn't it? Cancel culture is saying, you disagree with me politically, therefore you must be destroyed. Would we argue that Jews control the media is a disagreement in in, in philosophy? Because I don't think it's a disagreement in philosophy. It is what it is. It, 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 is, it is that long-held bit of bigotry. Jews control the media, Jews control the money, and look, I'm here to tell you that we don't control all the money, but we're trying to very, very hard, right? We get together in the vault every other Tuesday, some of us have to zoom in, and and we have a discussion about how we can control more of the money. It's very, very important to us. You know, there are people who will believe that to be true, right? There are people, absolutely, who will believe that to be true. Can Adidas say we don't want to work with you anymore? Or has Kanye been canceled for his uh, philosophy? I would put forth that this is not a canceling. That he engaged in something that his partner said, yeah, we're not going to be any part of. I think that when he's taken off social media, that's canceling and I oppose it. The idea that he said something despicable is not a reason to remove him. It is a reason to show others, look at what he said. You know, this goes to the idea of, would you have somebody like that on your show? I don't know if I had the chance to interview Kanye when I have him on the show. I think I think I would. I think I would. And, and for the record, I don't think Kanye West is mentally ill. I've never bought into that uh, whole thing. I know people like to say those things, but I couldn't diagnose the dude, nor do I think he's a genius. I don't even know how to, how to apply that. He makes some good music. He makes some weird music. He knows how to reinvent himself. He knows how to get attention. People want to give him attention. It's made him a tremendous amount of money. Oh, by the way, married to a Kardashian for four or five years, whatever it was, that's certainly going to get a lot of people's attention. I don't think he should be removed from platforms where he's able to speak. But if he's going down a line by which you don't want to um, work with him anymore, then don't work with him. For example... Uh, was, is, is Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy, being canceled? Is Mike Lindell being canceled because this network won't run his ads or that group won't work with him? He's put, he's put out his philosophies, his theories, and some people are like, yeah, I don't want to work with that. I don't want to be a part of that. I think you have every single right to do exactly that. Yeah, I don't want to work with these people. 
if if the company I, I work with said, hey, in order to work with us, you got to say X, Y, and Z, I could be like, you know what, I don't want to work with these people, and I could walk. The company I work with said A, B, and C that I thought was bigoted, anti-Semitic, what have you, I could be like, yeah, I can't work with these people, I got to go. That's not cancel culture. You're constantly looking at relationships with business partners. Does this work? Does this provide us a value? That's SOP. The idea that you would want to throw him in jail for it, take him off social media for it, those are canceling maneuvers. So there's a difference. I think there's a very, very large difference here. Now, where does he go from here? Honestly, I don't care. I didn't care before. I didn't think about Kanye from the moment Kanye said George Bush doesn't care about black people. That moment was like, okay, we're done here. Every now and then I would talk about something. There he is meeting with Donald Trump and and he and, and, and Kim Kardashian are getting people out of jail. And I made the argument that they're clearly a bigger power couple than Jay-Z and Beyonce. Because while Jay-Z and Beyonce hung around Barack Obama, uh, Kanye and Kim actually got things done. They got people out of jail. They helped get legislation passed. I mean, I'm just, I'm making, I think, a, 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 a rational comparison here about the, the effectiveness of the celebrity. Now, Beyonce and Jay-Z have more money. I think they have more money at this stage. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. They certainly have more, um, I think they have, a, they have a larger fan base. I think that would be true. But they do less. They do they do, do less. I think that, that it takes a little bit to, to walk through this whole Kanye story and whether or not it is cancel culture. Because I do oppose cancel culture. Just like I said when it was, um, oh, what was his name? Deshaun Jackson. Um, uh, the... Who was the receiver for the for the Eagles? Who who was it, James? James is in today for Ryan. Um, is it Deshaun Jackson? I mean, he he played for the Eagles. I'm not exactly sure who you, who you are referring to, but he I'm talking about the, the guy with the the anti-Semitism. He posted quotes of um of, of Hitler, then but they were fake quotes. It was Deshaun Jackson. I knew I had it right. Um. When Deshaun Jackson uh, posted the fake quotes from Hitler and some of the anti-Semitic stuff of of, of Louis Farrakhan, uh, right here, this show, do not cancel him. Do not throw him off social media. What's the point? He posted something that was false. He posted something that was ugly. Tell him so. Just that easy. It doesn't need to be any more than that. I don't want people getting canceled because these are the people who will try and cancel you, try and put an end to you, and for things far less egregious, but they'll decide it's egregious. Society has to be able to weather ugly crap from ugly people. Kanye's an ugly guy. That's all. He's an ugly dude. I'm not buying his stuff. And if other people don't want to work with him, that's cool. That's totally fine. Me, I'm, I'm going to sleep fine with it. I think you will, too. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.
The story of Michael and Eastman. It's a story out of Kentucky that has moved a lot of people, and it's a story about fatherhood. It's a story about men. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. There's a man by the name of Michael McGuire, and he works in a coal mine. And Michael McGuire does what he can to be with his family for fun times as much as he can. Something that many fathers can connect to. Well, there is something in Kentucky called the Blue-White Scrimmage. It's a huge fan event before the start of uh, UK season, the University of Kentucky season. And they were doing it as a fundraiser this year for those affected by flooding in eastern Kentucky. They raised over $162,000. I mean, it was a bad scene in Kentucky. Well, dad works as a coal miner and gets to his kid and gets to the game. He hasn't had a chance to shower. He hasn't had a chance to clean up. And there he is sitting in the stands with his young son in his gear, dirt still on his face. Someone takes a picture. We learn after people shared the picture that this is Michael. The son is Easton. As his wife explained, this is my amazing husband, Michael McGuire. He's an employee of Excel Mining, works hard to provide for our family. It doesn't matter to him how long he has worked or how hard his day is. He is always there and shows up for our babies. He is the most selfless man ever and always puts his family first. Our babies absolutely adore him. And Easton, our son, tells people he's a coal miner like his daddy. We are beyond blessed and thankful. This photo got noted by the coach of Kentucky, John Calipari, who tweeted out the photo saying, my family's American dream started in Clarksburg, West Virginia coal mine. So this picture hits home. From what I've been told after a shift, he raced to be with his son and watch our team. Don't know who this is, but I have tickets for him and his family at Rupp to be treated as VIPs. Rupp, Rupp Arena, where, where Kentucky plays. Yeah, this guy is about to become royalty. And for a season or maybe for forever, who knows, maybe for a game, he and his family are going to enjoy University of Kentucky basketball in style. And I think people pick the story up first because here's the coach noticing something, connecting it to himself and wanting to do something nice. And that's a reason to talk about the story. The story here is fatherhood. I am sometimes guilty of stating the following. We need more men in America. Men unafraid to be men in America. The reason I'm wrong in saying so is that we have plenty of them. Out there every single day doing jobs, yes, you would never do. But that's how they're going to support their family. And then racing home to spend every second they can being the father connected to that child to make sure they're raising their kid properly. If we simply say we need more men, that's that's nonsense. And I'm working hard to work my way out of saying such things. We have men. Not toxic masculinity, whatever nonsense gets pushed. This isn't toxic. This is joyous.
His son mattered. And he had the chance to do this for him, and he wasn't going to blow the chance. Being dirty didn't matter. Looking his best didn't matter. Wearing the UK gear didn't matter. Being there with his kid mattered. Having those minutes of connectivity mattered, which will matter a lifetime. I only assume this family, the McGuire family, is in for a lot of love and TV hits and interviews. And when that all goes away, one's got to believe that he's still going to be the dad. This kid is too lucky beyond words to have. And we want more of. And they're out there. And we should notice it. I'm Tony Katz.